Hebrews chapter 11. We're not starting a new study tonight. I'd love to start a study on the subject of faith. I don't know if that's where this is going. I've got a few things in mind, but we're, we're going to talk about some faith tonight. We're going to talk about more faith. Hebrews chapter 11, and which hero shall we pick? How about Abraham in verse 8? By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead so many as the stars of the sky in multitude and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. There's about six things we're going to learn about concerning faith tonight and this is more of a of a sermon than a bible study i i know i've preached from these verses before but i didn't i didn't see six things i wanted to bring out as i as i do tonight and so it's a completely different message let me just as as we consider our help with faith. More faith is the title of the message tonight. More faith. What are we going to do in 2024, Lakeway? Have we, have we just kind of hit a spot where we're just cruising along, you know, flat and everything's good? You know, how about more faith? We can have more faith. Why, why not have more faith? And, and we can, and there's some great helps for us to be able to. There was a man whose wife was very ill, and this was back in the frontier days, and he had to walk to go get her medicine. To get her this medicine depended on whether she had life or death. It was a serious situation. So he had to get her medicine, and he set out. And he was willing to go wherever he needed to go to get it. But he comes up to this lake, and he's got to pass through the lake in order to get to his wife's medicine. She so badly needed and it was winter time and the lake was iced over and he's looking at the lake and he's terrified of what he has to do but he says hey it it depends on her life what what does it matter what happens to me I, I need I need to go get her medicine so so he he got down on his hands and his knees 
and he started inching out on that ice. Don't know how thin or thick it was. And he started going along, and all of a sudden he heard a rumbling. And he just kind of stopped, started breathing hard. He just knew the ice was cracking. And the rumbling got louder. And, and next thing you know, it, it, it sounds like it's right behind him, even louder. And he slowly, carefully turns around. And there's a man leading a team of horses over that ice lake. And, and his carriage is, is full of cargo as well. There's a lot of weight in there. And so he watches him pass by him, and he just gets up and he starts walking. He even starts running at that time. He was helped to be able to have more faith by someone else. We want to have some more faith? Here's just a simple thought. It doesn't go into really all of the lesson that we're going to have, but, but hang around somebody with more faith. Watch them walk with faith, and, and it'll help you and I out as well. But somebody else that can help us out with faith is Abraham. Abraham is a very qualified teacher to teach you and I faith. And so we're going to look at his example tonight. He's a great man of faith in the Bible. Romans chapter 11, uh, chapter 4 and verse 11 says that he might be the father of of all them that believe, Abraham had a, had a pretty good market on faith. He, he could teach it. He can help us out to be able to have more faith. I've known people who have said that they, they wish they had more faith. Maybe they would be a Christian if they just had more faith. And you know, that's not a very good statement because it doesn't take very much faith to be a Christian. I mean, how, how much did, did we know or how much faith would we say we had when we became a Christian? I reckon a good answer for all of us is just enough faith to go to Jesus. It's kind of like the, 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 the one cousin that lived in another town from the other cousin and they ran into each other and small talk, what's going on? Well, my car's not running good. Man, it's, it's smoking, it's... It's knocking when I go down the road. I have a hard time starting it. And the other cousin says, bring me your car and, and I'll fix it. And he looks at him and says, I don't know if you can fix my car. He said, I don't need your faith. I just need you to bring me your car. All we need is enough faith to bring our life to Jesus to be saved. And, and he saves us. We need more faith. We can have more faith. Jesus says, John 6, 29, This is the work of God, that ye believe on Him whom He hath sent. We believed in Jesus to be saved. And that finalized something. That gave us a home in heaven. But it was also the beginning of something. It was the beginning of of our Christian lives when we believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. What do we do now as Christians? We go forward believing Him. We believe Jesus as a child of God. And, and we can grow stronger in faith. 
We're to walk by faith. We need to protect our faith. If we can prosper in faith, how about we do it? We can. How does this happen? Well, let's look at Abraham. Verse 8, we're going to see we need to listen more. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance. I just want to stop right there. Because I want us to see the emphasis of, of by faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place. You know, when you call somebody, it really does no good if they don't listen. But Abraham was called. And Abraham listened to God. Most of you know where to go uh, for this account. I'm going to go to Genesis chapter 12 and read the first three verses. It says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. God called Abraham and Abraham listened to God. You know what wonderful thing happens when we listen to God, we find out what God can do. And when we listen to God and find out what God can do, how does that not grow our faith? It does. We grow in faith when we listen to God and we find out what He can do. In, the, in, in Genesis 12 right there, those three verses I read, there are four times that the Lord says, I will. I will. Abraham listened and he found out what God will do. That's a whole lot better than what we will do. Yet how many times, if we're honest, are we really functioning according to our own capacity, our own ability, instead of God's? As a matter of fact, it, I was reading in Genesis 12, move back a chapter to chapter 11 of Genesis, the Tower of Babel, and listen to what we find here. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in, in the land of Shinar and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, they said one to another, go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime for... And slime had they for mortar. And they said, go to, let us build a city and a tower, whose top may reach unto heaven, and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. God says, I will. They said, let us. How many times are we, are we relying back on us? Let, let, let us do this. Let us do that. God told Abraham, I will. And Abraham listened 
to the voice of God. We need to listen to the voice of God. And we're going to have more faith. God spoke to Abraham, God spoke to Moses, God spoke to Paul, and God spoke to others, and they listened. And God spoke to them in a different way than He speaks to us today. Some people just wish they could be in that day and time, and and if they could hear an audible voice of God, that would be so amazing, that would help them so much. I remember a fellow I worked with, and... It seemed like he really wanted to be a Christian according to his conversation and what he was saying. But then he said, I, I just have to see it or I just have to hear God. And, and I, I, I would need to hear his voice or I would need to see something. He wanted to become a Christian in a different way than God has planned because it takes faith. And, and when we think about how the Lord may have spoken to Abraham or Moses or, or others compared to how He speaks to us today, I see a privilege and an advantage today. We have the whole Word of God. We have the whole Word of God that we can go to anytime. The prophets received revelation. I doubt they received revelation when they wanted it. They had to wait on revelation from God. We have a more sure word of prophecy. We have the complete word of God that we can go to anytime. And faith, this, I can't believe this verse didn't come up while I was studying, but, but Romans 10, 17, for faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We, we grow in faith when we listen to God. And every time we open God's word and read it, we are listening to God. God is speaking to us from his word. We have the written word of God. We have a privilege with the word of God. The more we learn the word of God, something's going to change in our prayer life. Less will we be saying, if it's your will. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some things that that we don't know. We don't know if it's God's will or not on, on certain things. And so we're praying for God's will. But there are many things, and the more we listen to God, the more we're in His Word, we're able to boldly say, this is your will. You can say that in prayer, and I can say that in prayer, and we should say that in prayer boldly. This is your will, God, when it's something we... I could bring up subjects right now, left and right, but, but they're probably going through your mind where you know, yeah, the Bible says this, it's, it's absolute on this subject, and, and there, there's no other way. It is God's will. I can go to God and help me with that or to help someone else with that and to tell God boldly, this is your will, God, and thank you for hearing me. Abraham was called, and he listened to God, and he immediately took off from house and home to go follow God's instructions. Plain and simple. 
We sometimes do too much reasoning in our minds. Sometimes we delay, and we delay in our own minds when we need to do more listening to God and then, and then acting on what God says to have more faith. Not, so not just listen to have more faith. We don't need to just listen more, but we need to do more. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive foreign inheritance, obeyed and he went out, not knowing whither he went. Abraham was called and he obviously listened because he obeyed the Lord and he went out. We need to do and obey what we know. You know, the, there's a whole lot that we already know to be doing as Christians. There's, I mean, there, there's the, there, there are some basics, if you will, and, and, and we're lined out to hit the ground running in a Christian life, and we quickly learn many things that we are to be doing. There's a lot that the Christian already knows to be doing, and then, and then down the road in our Christian life, maybe quick, maybe down the road, God gives us something specific to do for Him in ministry. How affirmed are we in the love of Christ that God gives us something personal that we get to do in ministry, that we get to do for His glory. And He gives many things for us to do. Every member of the Lord's church can have something special to do for Him. Every joint supplieth. We all have something that we can do for the Lord. How do, how do we get there? If we haven't gotten to that encounter yet of something specific we can do, how do we get there? Well, well, let me go back to what I said a few minutes ago. Let us be practicing everything we know to be doing for God that we should be doing when we, we're putting Him above everything and, and let the rest unfold to Him. We're talking about having more faith, though. We're not getting off into what our duty is. We should be doing everything that involves our duty as a Christian. But, but let's think about this concerning our faith. When we do what we should be doing as a child of God, we're protecting our faith. Walk. Walk in faith. You know, walk in the ways of God. Walk according to what we learn. When God speaks in His Word, let us obey it. And when we do, when we do more, we're going to be protecting our faith. Not only that, we're going to be prospering in faith. How do we have more faith? Well, we listen more and we do more. And verse 9, we move more. Well, Brother Kenneth, that sounds kind of like do more. You, you're just going to preach that over again? No, it's different. Look with me in verse 9. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same 
promise. Abraham had no permanent dwelling. You know, you can imagine maybe that when Abraham was, was, was beaten in the stakes for his tent, he'd, maybe he didn't even beat those in the ground all the way because it was going to up and move. He was going to be moving on. It was a temporary dwelling in a temporary location for Abraham so much of the time. There's a song that we sing, This world is not my home. That is a popular hymn that we sing. I hope it's because we think of our temporary existence here on this earth only for a little while and that heaven is our home for all eternity. We are going there to dwell forever, but not right now. Not right now. I, you know, we, we have things that we're partial to, things that we like. I, I listened to the, to the prayer request of uh, this, this grandmother, and, and, and she likes her things. And, and we, we all can enjoy the things that we have. But God comes above all of those things. You know, we like them. We, we don't want to part with some things. But, 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 but God's first. And, and when we're growing in faith, when we're starting to have more faith, we're going to move more or turn that around. And, and that's, going to, that, that's going to cause us to have more faith when we, when we move more. We don't stay planted here. We don't, we don't get ourselves too comfortable where we are here. But we do the will of God. Our ultimate citizenship is not on this earth as children of God. Our citizenship is in heaven. The child of God cannot have friendship with this world because this world is the enemy of God. So that makes no sense for the Christian to love this world. While, and while we're talking about Abraham... And this subject, maybe we'll consider Lot for just a minute. Lot tended it up. Lot pitched a tent, but he pitched it toward Sodom. And, and he started looking at the things of this world, and, and so did his family. And it did not end well for them. This world is not our home. We're not to embrace the things of this world uh, so closely that, that we love them more than God. Lot lost everything. May all of our personal goals be persuaded by the Lord. Him first. If we have this or that, that's fine. If we don't have this or that, that's fine because the Lord's still the same. And he comes first. We are in the temporal while we're here. And one day we're going to be in the eternal. Forever. Never ending. This, this earth is no place to try to confine ourselves to. How are you doing today? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not six foot under. I'm not pushing up daisies, so I'm good. I've, I've started responding to that statement. Yeah, I know, because you'll be better. As a child of God, you'll be better when you get to heaven. 
You know, we're looking forward to that one day. We shouldn't confine ourselves here. We, we enjoy stuff, but we don't, we don't embrace stuff to the point that, that, that that's what we find our joy or our happiness in. Our joy is in the Lord, and everything upon this earth, it is going to rot, it's going to rust, it's going to deteriorate, it's going to be gone. Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 1, he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to, we've been begotten to, an inheritance incorruptible, that doesn't describe this earth or the things of this earth, undefiled and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. When we read God's Word, we see where God is directing our longings and our desire. It's for what He has prepared for us for all eternity. The glory of heaven, the treasures that He would have us to accrue now, they're, they're safe. They're not going to rust. They're not going to tarnish. We're going to have those for all eternity in heaven as we grow by faith and we're not clinging to the things of this world, but we're clinging to the things of God that we have the privilege to do while we're here. I tell you what, this is, this is a temporary place that we're in. We need to move more. We need to move more taking the precious message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, an eternal message, a message that doesn't fade away, so that others can have a home in heaven one day. And we also need to look more. Look in verse 10 and verse 13. It says, For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Verse 13, these all died in faith, not, receive, uh, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For he looked for a city, and then, having seen the promises afar off, Faith needs to function. You know, we, we, we believe and we act on what we believe. Save, salvation is not by works, but saving faith is a working faith. And so we believe and we're moved to act on what we believe. Faith needs to function and faith needs to be focused. Unfortunately, it's real easy to lose our focus, isn't it? It's real easy to get sidetracked. And, and so we're just refreshed and encouraged with a reminder that, that we need to keep our focus. There is a spiritual focus for us to keep. And there are all these helps that we've had so far that we might keep our focus. Well, you know, it's so easy to lose. One thing leads to another. And next thing you know... 
we're becoming very earthly minded. And, and, and we're starting to love some things of the earth just, just a little too much. We, we're getting caught up in it sometimes. And, 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 and we're liking a little too much what's temporary. What God says, don't, don't invest your, your, your life in it. Let your life be consumed in something. Don't let this world have first place. Let the Lord Jesus Christ have first place. Not long after I was saved, I, I told someone I was saved, and they were a Christian, and I'll never forget what they said back to me. They said, you have new headquarters now. And I said, what do you mean? And then they quoted Colossians chapter 3 to me. Set your affection on things above, not on things of this earth. Our headquarters was here. Everything about our life was here. Now heaven is our headquarters. I like that. I, I later preached a sermon titled it, New Headquarters. Headquarters from heaven as children of God. We need to look more. We need to set our affection on things above, not on things of the earth. You know, the things of God were invisible to us when we were unsaved. We couldn't see them. I, I've recalled a few people witnessing to me. And seeds were planted, obviously, because I recall those things now, but I didn't realize it at the time. But the things of God were invisible to us when we were unsaved. Now that we're saved, they're still invisible, but we see them by faith. And we're moved by the things of heaven by faith now. And the, the, so we need to look more so that we might grow more in faith. The heroes of faith became the heroes of faith because of the invisible things that they were seeing through the eyes of faith, the things of God. To be able to see like we've never seen before. We think about that back when we were saved. We need to we need to look more. And we're going to be able to trust more. Look in verse 11 with me. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. We need our hearts to be guarded. We need our hearts guarded by the truth. We need to trust. And, and as we read about Abraham and Sarah having a child, and we're reading this, this, this great event that would magnify the faith of the children of God, I'm sure we can't help but think about Abraham and Sarah getting sidetracked. And they were going to help God out to bring about God's promise. Ever been there? You know, God doesn't need any help. But people are determined to try to help God. You know, we, we come up with our, with our own plans sometimes, and then we try to hitch God to our plan. God, this is a good idea. Watch, you're going to be impressed with this, Lord. If we were true, 
We get caught up that way. Abraham and Sarah got caught up that way. And a child did come, but it wasn't by way of a miracle. It wasn't a miraculous child. But when they were past age, even after the mess up, that promised child happened. You know why? Because God can't break His promises. In spite of us, how about this? In spite of us, God still fulfills His promises because He doesn't know a broken promise. How, how about that for having more faith? Because we have God's promises in the Bible. Somebody said there's 8,000 of them. Somebody said they counted 30,000 of them. However many promises are in God's Word, every one of them are going to be fulfilled have been fulfilled. Why would we not grow more in faith when we know we're never going to be let down? We're never going to be disappointed by the promises of God. People have placed faith in other people in this world and they've been let down. People have placed faith in other things in this world, and those things are gone and not even here now. But placing our faith in Jesus Christ, and then moving forward, believing Him, and having more faith, we're never going to be disappointed. It's safe and it's secure. We need to trust more fail and there's consequences but God doesn't waste the experience okay you know if we're thinking about a lack of faith if we're thinking today about something that we did go off and do on our own and we tried to say God was a part of it but we know we were just trying to fool ourselves and God didn't have anything to do with it there 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 are there's some consequences of some sort that we'll experience for that but guess what we can continue on and, and God will use it for good in His own way. That's what God does. He will not waste our experiences, but we'll be, we'll be able to come to more faith. And then, and then let us look at verses 11 and 12 and let us simply enjoy more. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead so many as the stars of the sky and multitude and the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. <clears throat> God made Abraham a father of many nations, just like he said. There is a much more enjoyable experience of pleasure and blessings than what most Christians are experiencing. As we grow in faith, as we trust Him more, as our focus is where it's going to be, there are more blessings for you and I to experience. There may be more burdens for us to experience too, but wow, the blessings always out, 
weigh the burdens. There's a much more delightful experience for us to enjoy. God made Abraham's name great. He gave him great descendants, a victorious life of faith. So let us think about the faith that that we can have more of, that we can grow in. Why not protect our faith? Why not prosper in faith? There's more faith to be had. Abraham shows us a great pattern for it. Oh, I came to the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior by faith. We believed on Him. We move forward and we believe Him as children of God. God wants to grow our faith because the more we grow in faith, the more we're going to be able to glorify the Lord. Let us protect it. Let us prosper in it. God will do great things. Amen. Well, it's, it's good to have Brother Steve and Pam back with us. I'm going to ask him to close our Bible study um, as I think about uh, Courtney Wassel back here tonight, please pray for her. She had a spinal tap a while back.